a really dumb question for this week. Would you consider yourself a grown-up? Yes. Yeah? I think I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you, like, do things like get excited about a blender you're buying or... Yeah. <laughs> if you start so. enjoying your time at Home Depot... Yeah. Then you could probably consider yourself a grown-up. 100%. And then my follow-up question is, who's your favorite grown-up? Oh, shit. <laughs> Adam Sandler from like, The Grown-Ups. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to The Holy Hive Show, an ongoing observation of Utah's culture and communities. I'm Jordan Delacruz here with Salt Lake resident Dan Lawler. Dan, what's up? How's your week going? It's going pretty well. I'm dodging every piece of traffic within Salt Lake. You know, a lot of construction going on. Really picked up this year, yeah, didn't it? summer season. Construction's all, all around us. It's almost like they're making up for lost time. Yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, I was just thinking about this because I like, I like saying... Salt Lake resident at the top of the show. I okay. like saying where we're from. Adds a little community feel to it. Yeah. But uh, do you say you're from Salt Lake when you talk to people? Because you live in Mill Creek, technically. Yes, I do say. And I live in Holiday. I'm, that I'm from Salt Lake. Yeah. I say, I say I've, I'm from Salt Lake to everyone who lives outside of Salt Lake. Yeah. I think I get more specific with people who also like live in the valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that's kind of yeah. the same for me is that I... Um, and it's it's mostly like when I talk to people at work, they're like, mm-hmm. so where are you from in Utah? I'm like, oh, I live in Salt Lake because it's just easier than saying Mill Creek because most of the people I work with don't live in Utah. So they don't know the difference oh, yeah, yeah, between yeah. Mill Creek or Holiday or anything. Yeah. So just saying Salt Lake is so much easier. And it's similar to to like I would say that I'm from Ogden, you know, originally. Yeah, right. Because right? if Cause, you tell yeah. people down here, like once you get past Salt Lake, if you tell someone you're from Roy, they're nobody they, knows. Yeah, they don't. They look at you like what? Yeah, nobody so. knows where Roy is. Uh, yeah, I say the same thing. I say I'm from Ogden, um, and I actually I was like, what is it? Because like when I when I pay for things like on Amazon and stuff, you know, you type in like your uh, your address, yeah. and it'll correct your address. You're like, I think the the postal service will like this address more. Yeah. It always says it always changes holiday to Salt Lake. Yeah, like that's it just what mine is saying, too. Yeah, it keeps saying Salt Lake, and so I was like, "Wait, is Holiday still a neighborhood, or is it like an actual like city?" And I looked into it a little bit. So Holiday and Mill Creek are actually incorporated cities of their mm. own, but they're like brand new, in a way. So oh, interesting. Mill Creek was incorporated into its own city, December of 2016. Oh wow! So it's like a brand new incorporated yeah. city. Um, Holiday was incorporated a little, a little farther back in uh, November of 1999. So before that, they were just kind of like unincorporated neighborhoods. Unincorporated territory. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was like, uh, do, do we actually get to claim that like we live in the city of Holiday or Mill Creek? But they, yeah, they are, are actually cities. Um, yeah, I don't know why I just had that thought. I guess it was because I was buying something on Amazon and it just kept saying, you live in Salt Lake. Yeah. Like I beg to differ, Amazon. Um, also... I, I had an idea for a, a tiny segment here at the top before we get into like more specific Utah stuff. This is me asking life's least important questions. I'm ready for him. Um, so I'm going to ask you some really dumb, a, a really <laughs> dumb question for this week. This one's, I think, important, somewhat existential. So if you're listening at home, <laughs> I'm asking this to Dan, but I want you to think about this uh, in reference to your own life experience. Would you consider yourself a grown-up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would. Yeah. 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 Once you like do things like get excited about a blender you're buying or yeah. <laughs> like really, yeah. really get excited about like the tax return that you got, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, outside of what I mean by that is I, when I was a teenager, I was excited about the tax return I was getting too. Yeah. Probably more excited. 
But now I'm more excited that like when I don't have to pay, I'm excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like real grown-up status shit, I feel like. Yeah. If you start so, enjoying your time at Home Depot, yeah, then you could probably consider yourself a grown-up. 100%. This came up because last night, uh, Ryan and I were talking, and the I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember what the conversation was, but one of us used the term grown-up, uh-huh. and we were like, that's such a dumb term. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then we were like, wait, are we grown-ups? <laughs> so oh, I was you like, better believe gonna, it. I wanted to ask Stan that on the podcast. And then my follow-up question is, who's your favorite grown-up? Oh, shit. <laughs> Adam Sandler from like, The Grown Ups. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. a, if you want to know what a grown-up is, watch the movie Grown Ups. And yeah. They clearly define it. Um, all right, let's jump into some news. So uh, last week, if you tuned in, you heard us cover a story about a massage parlor in Orem that re- recently got busted for uh, basically offering tuggies yeah. to customers. Um, well, in a, in a new news story that came out uh uh, with uh, Fox 13 today, charges have been filed against the owner of two Salt Lake County massage parlors. Also, this is breaking. I didn't. I don't think I had this in the prep oh. until earlier today. So this is probably new to you. You're getting too, my real time reactions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they, they they filed charges against uh, the owner of two Salt Lake County massage parlors. So this is actually happening here in Salt Lake County. Uh, this began with a report filed to police in 2019 where a man went in for an, uh, a massage on an injury that he had and took offense uh, when the masseuse offered to rub his genitals. <laughs> So are you, sn- are so you sure your genitals aren't injured, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems like you're a lot, carrying a lot of tension in your ball sack. Yeah. Uh, so he snitched, uh, and the owner has now been charged with uh, exploitation of prostitution and money laundering. Uh, money laundering is always tied up in yeah, this, too. That's really what happened is. last time. Is it, that, like, yeah. their, like, big legal ground, you know? Like, that's yeah. how, like, they got, like, Al Capone on, like, tax shit. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. we, we have to get all the masseuses via mon- money laundering. It seems like that's always the in for these types of things. It's yeah. like, we can track their expenses, and if something funny is going on, uh, let's let's look into it further. So, uh, the th- like like we did last week when whenever something like this comes up i'm always fascinated as to what the google reviews are yeah <laughs> for <laughs> these types of businesses uh so i won't i'm not trying to like oust anyone here so i won't give away like what this uh i mean you can find it on fox 13 i just don't want to be responsible yeah. for it, you know um so uh some takeaways on their google uh, reviews business score is a uh, 3.9 out of 5 on google that's not too Pretty bad good. Yeah. yeah yeah uh the biggest complaint that i see that kept reoccurring in the google reviews for this massage parlor was that people kept complaining that the the person who ran it would hold their credit card until they agreed to tip more oh weird so they would go up and pay hand the credit card over and say you want to leave a tip and they'd be like yeah leave 10 bucks and they're like mm. are you sure yeah they're like uh and they would just sit there and like <laughs> like hassle them until they agreed to leave at least like $30 in a tip. That's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. And just make your massages more expensive. Right. (laughs) And so that was like people writing Google reviews and they're like, they wouldn't give my credit card back until I agreed to tip $50. So my $60 massage really costs like 110. Um, but positive reviews. One man said, great experience. I had a wonderful massage from Anna custom tailored massage based on my needs. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of needs did that guy have? You know? Um, and I think the only other thing that that guy reviewed on Google, like this is all just a fascinating deep dive that I went on, mm-hmm. but um, he also reviewed the uh, Tracy Aviary, which he said was lovely. Very nice. <laughs> um, Very nice. Should we just legalize prostitution? Yeah. 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 I don't think we've talked about that on the show before. 
but I don't. I think Salt Lake would probably have. It would be a hard sell. I think here. it opens up. It opens up avenues for other sorts of criminality, like obviously with the pimps and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there are control issues and kind yeah. of autonomy issues with women. But yeah, I've I've always kind of even you know I've always been a little bit confused as to what we can and cannot do with our mm-hmm. with our uh, bodies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like there that it seems like one of those things where you know you keep it illegal and obviously like bad illegal shit is going to keep coming out of that yeah. type of thing like we like the the, the problem with I, I mean i am morally i have no problem with someone going into a massage parlor mm-hmm. and if the masseuse is a consenting adult yeah and that person is a consenting adult and they're like you know what don't have any issues with it either. Tug on it a bit. Especially I'll if it's you. a hand job. Yeah. <laughs> like Seems pretty tame. Yeah. Seems like more of a favor than like a romantic <laughs> gesture, you know? Um, you, I, I think I think that could be almost, not to get too graphic, but just <laughs> it, it could be comparable to just like milking a cow, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's a business um, transaction. It's a, it's a transaction. So I on paper, I really have no problem with something like that where the problems come in is like when like trafficking and Mm -hmm. weird shit, like when consent starts to get a little gray and that's the thing that kind of needs to be like regulated. Exactly. It's like giving the, the men and women, whoever, you know, decide that, you know, I want to be a sex worker, giving them the platform to be like, I get to define what I do and I can, and whatever laws are in place, I'll do it safely and stuff. I mean, like, that's kind of like what's going on with like OnlyFans, right? Is yes. The porn industry was extremely exploitative and mm-hmm. run by scumbags, basically. And now women are just like, oh, wait, I can just go do this on my own. Get build more money. Yeah, build my own following. And like there are literally, like, there's people here in Utah that are just like making tons of money on OnlyFans and stuff like that. Only yeah. Dan's. I'm Only on Dan's. there. <laughs> <laughs> Only Dan's. I love it. Um, yeah, so maybe it's something, I don't know, maybe we could just roll that into the DABC. It's just a website of Dan's. <laughs> it's just Dan's, There's only yeah. Dan's on there. It's you just, could be on there because yeah. Jordan. Jordan. Like, it works. It yeah. fits, but. Yeah, I'm a type of Dan. Um, yeah, let's just let, well, we could let the uh, DABC just roll, roll all the prostitution into their, yeah. their you know, the, the Department of Alcohol, Beverage, and Hooker Control. Yeah, let's go. I like it. Uh, okay, so weird story came out earlier this week. Um so as the warm weather starts rolling, people are getting excited to uh, be back outside and among nat- the natural beauty of our state. However, one woman, one woman got a huge head start on the camping season. Uh, the Utah County Sheriff's Office was doing a drone search up Spanish Fort Canyon for a woman who had been missing since November after crashing their drone. So it didn't <laughs> seem like it was going that well. Uh, they started into the wilderness to retrieve it and found an encampment that had a tent and like fire supplies and stuff. And after appro- approaching the tent, they found the missing woman inside malnourished, but alive. Um, after talking to her, they discovered that the woman had survived the winter on stream water, moss and grass because they uh, believe mental illness was the primary cause of this behavior. They will not be releasing her identity. That's crazy. That is crazy. Insane story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at first, um, I, I, you know, I was like, man, this is kind of sad that someone was like, I don't know, maybe for personal problems or mental illness, they were driven to do something like this. Uh, and then I started thinking about how much I pay in rent. Yeah. And I was like, this might not be such a bad idea. And, uh, you know, the commute from the forest to downtown isn't that bad. It's really not depending on which forest you're in. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you could you could be in the wilderness and still have access to downtown and stuff like that. It's just like you have to let go of amenities. Mm-hmm. Could you do it? What could you let go of and live in the forest? 
Uh, well, I really like um, pretty much everything that comes with um, living in a home. <laughs> living so, in an apartment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's not a lot that I would give up. No. Um, I could drink tap water. Like, I like Brita. I like putting my water in Brita. I feel so like it's nice cold, but. I feel like stream water would even be a step up from tap water. Maybe. Depends, Depends on, on the stream, I guess. On the worms. Yeah. <laughs> What's going that on? That end up in my body. But. No, yeah, you you do bring up a good point that it is pretty uh, <laughs> conveniently located. Yeah, I I was thinking about if I just had a Wi-Fi box, one of those, <laughs> you know, like they yeah, make those like hotspot little yeah, thing, those mobile hotspots, some kind of power source, maybe a gas generator. Mm-hmm. It's like I could I could have it like an like a laptop. Well, if you got a solar generator, I feel like living outdoors. That's pretty. Yeah, you know. You don't want to get sunny spot. You don't want to get too settled in because then I I feel like you have to start like paying for the land and stuff. You want to just kind of be a little bit mobile (laughs) and bounce around. Um, Also, I think the biggest thing I couldn't give up is like Charmin Ultra. Yeah, toilet paper is nice. If I fell into poverty, I think I would give up toothpaste before good toilet paper. (laughs) I could see it. You know, (laughs) it's such a it's so important to me. Well, I mean, like toothpaste used to just basically be like powder sand sort of, you know, like yeah. an abrasive thing to rub on your teeth to get the stuff off. I mean, let's just bring it back. Yeah, it's just like brush it with dirt. <laughs> Last week we were talking about uh, the, the the bar, different bars and the, the hand soap that we like, the mm-hmm. gritty hand soap. Yeah. They just had toothpaste like that. Just exactly. Like, might be good. It might be like kind of nice. It's it, like it's possible. Have to, have to try it out. I know they like started releasing those like they have like tablets now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I can't remember what the company is called, but some I think their whole motivation is like tubes are wasteful and messy, <laughs> and so you buy this little jar of tablets, and it's like a, it looks like a little aspirin, and you put it in your mouth, and with water, it like turns into foam, and then, and then you, you just your brush teeth. your teeth. Yeah. Wow. But it seems expensive. Um, <laughs> um, also, the, the the thing that I thought was funny about the story was that they had been searching for since November. Yeah. It was in a. They were looking in a canyon, which is like a finite space. Mm-hmm. It's not like the 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 redwoods, like yeah. this expansive forest. Um, and they stumbled upon her after crashing a drone. The drone didn't see her, but then they kind of stumbled upon it when they were looking for the drone. So, like, how effective are these search parties actually? <laughs> when I when I saw this question, I it, it just reminded me of all of the various films and television programs I've watched where there are search parties, you know, Uh and they have like a nice line of people and they're all just walking. And Mm -hmm. at that point in the story, no one has ever found. That's true. Like no one ever finds someone during the search party, I feel like. And so I'm, I can only believe that they're not effective at all. I feel like the kids (laughs) in stand by me were better at search parties than like most Government officials. Absolutely. With search parties. Kids doing know? like the geocaching are better at searching than, yeah. than some of these these government run search parties. Yeah, they just need to yeah, that's what they do. They just need to like find the geocachers and mm-hmm. hire them out. Like you guys want to look for a dead body? <laughs> or a live body. Hopefully anyway. a live body. Usually, hopefully hopefully you know? a hopefully a live body. Yeah, that's 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 I guess that's maybe the most bizarre thing about this is like usually that's not how that story ends. I know she lasted in winter and like the article says that she only had like a tent, a sleeping bag, and the ability mm-hmm. to make fire. And it's like yeah. I guess fire can keep you warm, but man, I have been in the winters in like June and been cold. Yeah. So I mean this is pretty pretty metal. Yeah. Pretty miraculous. We could learn a thing or two. Um, so we, uh, earlier this year, we're talking about this new development that's happening in Draper, the point, uh, this will replace the newly vacated site for the Draper prison. 
This week, they released preliminary concepts for the site, including their guiding motivations, which just reads like like a grocery store's like values, yeah. like, you know, on their website. <laughs> yeah. So their, motiva- their guiding motivations are community, transit, economic growth, innovation, sustainability, and collaboration. Yeah. That's everything that's going to go into this. Transit doesn't <laughs> seem like I can, I can buy community, but transit doesn't seem like a value. Like yeah. it, it can be valuable, but like yeah. in terms of like when people are talking about like their personal values, like all those other ones mm-hmm. work together, like community, uh, innovation, that's yeah. like a value, but like transit, yeah. I want to I wanna be able to move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't it kind of like not there? Are they responsible for getting UTA out to that site or does UTA just kind of exactly adjust their routes? Like it's kind of not their thing, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Unless they like want to put like their own like. I don't know. Maybe they got one of those old like trolley carts. They just want to go around the prison site. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so three concepts uh, were laid out, and I guess I'm I, I'm assuming they want people to look these over and kind of give feedback mm-hmm. on these ideas. Um, so these three concepts include um, one. Uh, complete community, a concept that utilizes shared open space as a connecting element that links together six neighborhoods within the plan and enhances connections to surrounding communities. So essentially like a civic kind of just neighborhood location. A Mill Creek. Yeah. So uh, kind of a split between residential and office use. Um, I get, and, I, and it, it mentioned something in here about having more open spaces and like a car free network. So I guess they mm-hmm. want this to be a little bit more of like a walkable yeah. neighborhood type thing. Uh, concept number two a regional hub, the project will be mixed use and provide new growth opportunities for the central Wasatch Front. So these amenities include larger parks, restaurants, entertainment, cultural venues, uh, and more to create a meaningful connection to the adjacent Jordan River Corridor. The concept also includes a linear green space that connects the Jordan River uh, to the Wasatch Foothills east-west across the site. So a little bit more recreational a little bit more like uh, entertainment driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third third concept is what they call the economic catalyst. They're going they're going crazy with these concepts yeah. here. It seems like they're having a hard time deciding on what to do with this. They're site. putting a bunch of <laughs> yeah. shit into a hat and then like presenting the hat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, create an economic catalyst for the Wasatch Front in the state of Utah. Uh, this this concept is heavily weighted towards office and innovative uses and centers. The uh, the plan with a new park. I looked at the like little layout type yeah, thing. That park is like a tiny little. It's a very small. It's on yeah. the outside of it. It looked yeah. like too. Yeah, it's like centers it's yeah. on the outside. Like when we when we talked about this earlier in the year, we were like, what if they built something like Central Park House, yeah, like with the New York mm-hmm. a huge park that everyone could use? That's what you think of when you think of a like Central Park. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they said a Central Park. A Central Park. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just a tiny little, tiny little part. Just a little patch of grass. Oh yeah, so retail, office, residential, hotel. So basically, all commercial. Like, yeah. it's like the all commercial option. Um, do any of these sound like really interesting to you? Uh, not really. No. no. Um, I think probably the 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 first one. I guess is that no, that's the community one. So the second yeah, one, the, second the entertainment one. one, sounds I guess the best. Yeah. But like, what's the difference between that and like what's what's in Farmington? You know what I mean? Yeah, like the Farmington Station area. It's like, like the same kind of mall? thing. Yeah, it sounds like a mall that has like a couple cool fountains. Yeah. And I mean, like if they turn, if it says, so the one you're talking about is the regional hub concept. 
These amenities include larger parks, restaurant, entertainment, cultural venues. Um, so, yeah, it does. It does seem like just Jordan Landing, Thanksgiving Point, yeah. kind of like with th- those types of areas. I don't know if like that part of Draper is like where you would put the cultural epicenter of the Salt Lake no. Valley. I don't. I just. I. It's extremely white and corn fed kind of it's like you know what i'm saying like there's this vibe in that part of the valley where it's like i don't know if those neighborhoods are seeking out you know art house films Mm -hmm. or are gonna go to like live or like uh uh like fine art expos no it doesn't seem like that type of neighborhood um it's a black bear diner crowd you know, yeah. no, no shots <laughs> yeah. at Black Bear Diner, but like yeah. that's what the crowd is. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna put in the world, the state's biggest swig right <laughs> yeah. there. Um, but yeah, and that's what it seems like. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost guessing if if they're if they're taking this approach of like, okay, we're gonna lay out these concepts and see what everyone else thinks about thinks thinks about them. It's so confusing as to like, they all just seem like different versions of the same plan. Yeah. So I feel like it's just going to end up doing what they normally do with these developments in Salt Lake, which is like put some condos there, office buildings. Like that part of the freeway is just that. Yeah. It's like all office buildings. And I feel like most of those office buildings are like somewhat empty. You know what I mean? Like it seems like I know that like my work's office building, which is, is, is on like right up the road from there is usually just kind of empty. Yeah. You know, like there's, I think there's like five or six different, businesses in that area and then a few different open buildings it's just Mm -hmm. very strange yeah uh so i don't know we'll see what happens with this uh we'll keep updating people uh i I, I mean what are the odds that it just turns into another office park pretty high yeah pretty high i feel like i mean put a cool park there that's i'm I'm (laughs) still i still ride for that just like a cool park um like really a place that you can like if, if transit's a big thing you know make Get UTA out there, mm-hmm. get the uh, the tracks line out there, and people can take tracks to this huge park yeah. and spend all day there. Um, and you could put yeah. other shit there, too. If, if it's 600 mm-hmm. acres, right? Like, yeah. make it a big park and then put your, you know, mm-hmm. businesses there, too, like your, your retail shops. And then if you make it more experience-based, like, yeah. that's something that's cool about, like, Thanksgiving Point is, like, they've got their movie theater. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, that giant tulip place and butterfly factory and yeah, all of these. botanical gardens, golf yeah, course. Exactly. There's a bunch of cool stuff. Do that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Don't, don't do, like, smashed-in condos with mm-hmm. a few ugly glass business buildings yeah. and then maybe, like, a small park with, you know, a dumb fountain. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we'll see what happens. It doesn't seem like they, uh, I don't know, maybe it might be like one of those too many cooks in the kitchen situations Yeah, where like nobody is really leading this project and it's like, they're just trying to figure out as they go along what to do with it. So I'm sure it will be underwhelming. Yes. Uh, so in continuing in the continuing saga of, uh, Utah's cringiest citizens, <laughs> we have an update from ex police officer, Eric Mutsos who uh, made local headlines in 2014 when he refused a police assignment at Salt Lake's Gay Pride Parade. What a fucking chill guy. Yeah, pretty rude. Yeah. (laughs) Now he's back with a video he streamed of an effigy burning in the small town of Moroni. Uh, The effigy was a giant replica of a vaccine syringe with the words medical tyranny written across it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) In the video, Mutsos can uh, 
be seen asking confused children to declare their essential, <laughs> engaging with anti-vaxxers, and participating in uh, this enlightening discussion about climate change. Eric, did you even think about the impact to the environment from this? <laughs> like, talk, talk about climate change. This is like dead. It is helping the global warming. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. No, it, it, it's causing global warming. This is like 10 dead polar bears right there. <laughs> um, Man, they feel like they really are grasping the concept yeah, of they're the doing global a good job. warming. <laughs> Dan mentioned that this guy, I mean, if you're not watching on YouTube, this dude looks hammered. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. Eric. <laughs> His shirt says, I make awesome babies on it. The guy that's talking about global yeah. warming there, so yeah, and in, a, in, in like a little bit later in the video, he like this this Eric guy tries to like get him to like tries to interview him about like serious, mm -hmm. like he's like this dude is going around trying to ask people like what do you think about this, yeah, and no one can speak eloquently about what yeah. what they're so opposed to. The only person that actually makes like a a coherent thought is a woman that just says. Uh, I've been wanting to burn vaccines for a long time. Yeah. A long time. And like, yeah. that's not an intelligent thought, but it's no. coherent. It's, yeah. It makes sense. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. The rest of the people, I don't know. Yeah. And he, he, he's like trying. He, he, you see him like trying to be like a content creator in a mm -hmm. way where he's like, tell me, tell, I want, I'm trying to get the truth from you. Yeah. Let me know about the truth. And it's just people that can't articulate anything. No. Um, and I feel bad for, like, all those kids that are there. I know, man. They and just were along to see a cool burning thing. Like, it's a huge – Yeah, it looks big. Yeah. I would be excited if I was a kid and there was a giant fire in front of me. Yeah. And – but, like, just the 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 way that, like, the adults around them are trying to, like, use them is, like mm – -hmm. It's, like, it's not even indoctrination because, like, I don't think that the people here that are celebrating on, on this can actually put their finger on what they're, like, against. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not, a, a, like, a, a running through line about some kind of moral that they just can't break. Like, he keeps saying this tonight's about liberty. Yeah. Well, the idea that the government is promoting uh, va vaccines during a pandemic— my, you know, you know, if that breaks liberty, then how many, how many <laughs> it breaks your liberty? Then how, how many other things yeah. do that? They're not complaining about those things. It's just the specific thing. So it has nothing to do with like the value of liberty. Yes. It's just about vaccines. I have found over this last year that people like uh, this man, Eric, mm -hmm. they just use the word liberty for anything they're doing and yeah. the word tyranny for everything that other people are doing. Exactly. Like, yeah. like basically liberty is cool mm -hmm. i'm doing liberty yeah you i disagree you're doing tyranny you're, yeah you're doing tyranny my favorite part of this whole thing and it's only like really visible at the beginning of the video and if you guys should watch this video um mm -hmm. the rocket says me uh, medical tyranny on it is mm -hmm. that what it says yeah but like it looks the, like the syringe yeah yeah they like cut out the letters out of paper or something to, uh -huh. to write that and it looks like the way like an eighth grade girl would like decorate her locker yeah like the letters are very like uh shaped i don't even mm -hmm. know what the word would be yeah it's just, they're just shaped like how i used to see girls like yeah right decoratively on yeah, yeah 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 i love it I'm, i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like hey kids we're gonna do an art project come over and yeah. we're gonna you know they're getting all these kids to build this effigy and they're like yeah Man, what are we doing yep <laughs> um yeah very weird um so this is something that i've been thinking about a lot this year and it's just this kind of uh divide between 
not only just like our generation, but like the and any generation that's kind of grown up with the internet. Mm-hmm. So like if you like were using the internet, basically like starting in like elementary school. Yeah. Um, I think we grew up being very skeptical of the internet mm-hmm. and uh, like we, we, we were always told not to source our, you know, book report or not book reports, but our like research projects from like Wikipedia. Yeah. Like teachers would like, I remember that in junior high and high school teachers say, don't use Wikipedia. Anyone can go on there and edit that stuff. And yeah. so like, we kind of like grew up with this skepticism about stuff that we read on the internet. And I think like with older generations, there's this disconnect with that skepticism. And it's not like skepticism, skepticism as in like anything that I read on the internet, I'm going to try to research. It's just like, this is wrong. This is right. Yeah. Because they're saying this and these people, it's the tyranny versus the yeah, liberty thing. Exactly. You know? um, yeah. And there's like this complete unwillingness to like fact check or holds themselves responsible for like spreading stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And um, yeah, I think we like, we just grew up with a lot more clarity and skepticism and this has nothing again this is a meta conversation so like i'm not saying that anything that this guy is into is right or wrong yeah but like they latch onto these like tiny ideas and these buzzwords and then they just make this whole thing about it and then they try to regurgitate their own interpretations back onto the internet and then that's when we get these videos of like effigy burnings and nonsense like he's Mm -hmm. saying coerced like people are being coerced into Mm -hmm. and like he's just using all of these kind of power words yeah 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 to to say that like the government is making people get uh the vaccine i guess but like most people that I've heard speak about the vaccine in the state of Utah, at least, are like, you don't have to, you know, it's your choice. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you should get it. But yeah, I don't know. It's so, it's very silly. But at least like I know that they uh, they canceled uh, Burning Man this year. Yeah. So this is just like the MAGA Burning Man. Yeah. This like was they've, a- got their own, <laughs> they've got yeah. their own Burning Man now. <laughs> um, yeah. This. Uh, I, I, so the, the thing that kind of struck me in thinking of that, like our generation having the, 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 the skepticism of not, not just like certain political ideas, but just stuff published on the internet, you know, like we watch videos and we're like, was that fake? Yeah. You know, like prank, my whole even, life, even prank videos that are just like that reaction seemed a little too mm-hmm. cooked, you know, like, I think, I think, you know, we, we were skeptical or skeptical about like everything. Um, but like watching this and watching all these kids mm-hmm. just like around these these people, do you think we ha- like have a chance to maybe get past these like shitty media habits? I hope so, um, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, not to like derail the conversation, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. I took a look at the uh, newly appointed GOP leader of Utah, mm-hmm. who is only a year and a half older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and his Facebook would imply that he is not so skeptical about everything he reads. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I hope so. Like, mm-hmm. especially given, like, all these kids being there, I hope that, like, the ones, especially the ones that seem, like, really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, hopefully that they're, they'll they get out of there. Yeah. Uh, they can they can escape the, yeah. the long reach of their, their parents. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's I'm ho- I hope so. Yeah, I, I mean, like the companies, and this is a big, long conversation about what companies should and shouldn't be doing on their platforms. Mm-hmm. But like, the company's got to have some role in that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of media outlets are trying to get past, and and trying to like figure out is like how do we police not not, not even like police, but how do we 
properly identify what a story is on the internet yeah. or what a fact is on the internet. Um, and again, I'm not someone who's like, let's get rid of satire. Like, no, yeah. I think, I think the onion says more about like our culture than most like news store, like sources, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it, that's complete satire. Now there is some like, uh, peripheral casualties to the onion meaning like there's like literally a subreddit about people commenting on onion stories like they're real you know so there is that thing but like that's not causing these gigantic problems or this this like deep uh distrust like with the community and like government but um so like one of the other things that came out this this week in the news um which we don't have to dive into but like uh Mitt Romney gave a speech at that GOP convention and he was like uh, booed, mm-hmm. basically booed off stage. And um, then there was another representative from Wyoming who was speaking out about uh, Trump's presidential term. Yeah. And she was basically like, she got the scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. And the only one that was stuck up for her was like Mitt Romney. Yeah. And so there is like the small sect of Republicans who are like, who I don't think are like, uh, like we're we're suddenly taking on every democratic stance. Mm-hmm. No, you know? not they're at not all. doing that at no, all. They're yeah. just like being kind of self-critical, and they're like, "Hey, can we be better?" And mm-hmm. like everyone's like, "Woo," you know. And so that type of not not to dig into like what they were talking about or anything, but that type of behavior, where it's like I, the with the party line is drawn, don't cross it. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all old people. You yeah. know, there's some there's you know there's young people that are starting to get into politics and stuff like that. There's we're starting to get to that age. But like, I think about that with politics too. Like when our generation takes over the mantle of like, uh, all, all, like all the political leaders on the federal and state level, like, will we be able to have discussions to where we're not just like booing each other off stage? Or is that, are we just doomed <laughs> to this? I don't know, man. Play call of duty. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's bad. It's, I mean, like, I hope, I hope that we, it'll take something very bad. I feel like to, to kind of, bridge that gap yeah like i don't wish it upon any anybody or anything but like a 9-11 type oh, yeah. thing <laughs> no i'm being serious like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. like no, i, I don't know yeah. i don't know if there's ever gonna be a time where like people are like all right we really gotta yeah. fucking like come together and like we were but we, that was the one we were most united in like yeah. the modern in the 21st century was like yeah. the months following 9-11 but then again now that i think about it like Way, 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 way more people died of COVID, and mm-hmm. that didn't bring shit together. So yeah, that's a I have slow no idea. thing, though. It's not True. like this like gut punch. Yeah, you know, that like nine eleven was. There's a visceral, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. It's uh, I, when I was like just reading about all that stuff with like uh, Mitt Romney and what's her name? Is it Liz Cheney? Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, these are these are adults who are like turning up their nose at the idea that they could be self-critical, mm-hmm. you know? And again, I'm not saying that this is just some like a problem that Republicans had, because I think if the same situation was happening at like a democratic convention, yeah. and someone said, Hey, let's listen to like what the Trump administration has to say. Mm-hmm. They would probably get booed too. Yep. And there's just like this complete um, lack of willingness to have like a productive discourse mm-hmm. and, you know, I just think like because we grew up with the internet, and we it's I think it's easier for younger people to see through this like all the the media bullshit that maybe that there's some hope that we could have a more productive way of doing things in in the future. Um, I hope so. Yeah, me too. But that also brings me to this next point, which is uh, a conversation about our local news. 
So I wanted to talk about, um, because like I, so I, I prepped this show mm-hmm. with local news. Like I go in, I read Fox 13, it, uh, KUTV, Salt Lake Trib, KSL, yeah. all these out local news outlets. And I try not like, obviously we're talking about this, this crazy, like I'm trying to keep, keep this from being like a political thing and being just keep staying on the, on the meta conversation of it. Yeah. But, um, it's hard to, f- I, other than like this type of stuff, like we don't usually jump into like really dire stories, No, you know, and it's hard. It's getting harder and harder to find new stories that aren't like someone got shot. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and these people are bad, mad about this thing. And it's like, um, so uh, yeah, just going through the news this week, I was like, what is uh, like, is this, it's the content strategy of the local news, like good it's a good question. <laughs> I think that like it, it varies reporter to reporter or even, yeah, for site, sure. even site to site. Mm-hmm. So like f- for me, I have very specific reporters and, and journalists that I really like and I'll read their stuff pretty regularly or at least follow them on Twitter and click on the occasional headline. Um, in terms of the local news at large mm. or uh, it's, it's a little – it's a little difficult to say, you know yeah. what I mean? Because there's the whole Sinclair of it all. And then yes. on the opposite side, you have, yeah. you know, just the trib, which like has some questionable stuff sometimes on, yeah, the, for other, sure. on the other yeah. angle. Yeah. Um, we don't need to get into the Pat Bagley cartoon stuff, but yeah. there have been some <laughs> pretty <laughs> stupid cartoons. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, no, I mean, I, I just think it depends on where you're getting it from. Mm-hmm. You know, the source is always going to be, is always going to be like wherever, whatever your source of getting that news is, mm-hmm. is always going to be the most important thing. So, yeah. And I don't know how, like you said about the reporters, like I'm the same way where I kind of lean towards like certain reporters mm-hmm. and, and their, and the way they choose to cover, cover things. Now, some of that is because they're assigned to certain sections, yeah. you know, of the publication. Um, and sometimes it's just because I think they express themselves really well in, mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, but yeah. So, and, and, but I also think there's like part of it where it's like, it's kind of not their fault because they have editors yeah. and they have people that kind of dictate what the strategy is. But I, I looking over some of the stories from this week and like, I mean, every week, honestly, I was trying to think of like, okay, if there's a domestic disturbance mm-hmm. and someone shoots a family member and kills them, what value does that provide to our community to read that? That's a good question. Like, um, I guess I, just knowledge, right? Like, but yeah, and I and I, I I I think the most common answer would be like just to be informed. Yeah, but it's like, does that change the way you feel about something? Mm-hmm. If like, if that happened in a holiday neighborhood, would that affect the way you think about hol- uh, holiday and like the crime rates there? Yeah, but also it's a very specific. Uh, uh, circumstance where it's not like a random killing, mm-hmm. you know, is a domestic dispute. So that doesn't really say anything about how in danger anyone else is. Yeah. You know? But then if that's something, if something like that is reported in like Rose park or, you know, somewhere like with like lower income, are, are we just giving them a mark of crime yeah. for no reason, you know? And so I was really trying to think about that. Like, I don't know if I need to be informed about stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's an interest. It's an interesting question, but I don't. I don't. It just. It seems like someone has to talk about it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like it has to be said. Yeah. Like this I mean, thing happened, and that needs to be. I don't know. Like that. Yeah. 
that needs to be shared no. with the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if someone has, you know, a tragedy befall them, like that doesn't really matter, but like we still have to like lift mm-hmm. that up and I don't know. Yeah. And maybe part know. of it comes from like, like reading, like I, I obviously like part, partly for entertainment mm-hmm. purposes, I'll, I'll dig into like KSL comments and stuff, yeah. which is they're, they're, they're hilarious, but also they're sometimes like extremely angering. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way that people react to these stories, I don't think they're like trying to like have a better understanding of this, where our community is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like just something else to complain about or something else to point at. Now, I think there's something different between the example that I gave, which is like a d- domestic dispute between two people and like a cop shooting someone or using uh, excessive aggression. Yeah. Because that is tied into our government and tied into our city and the way that it works. Yeah. And I see that I see the value in like reporting that, but some of them are just like literally like, and, and not, not only that, but the, the articles don't elaborate on much. It's mm-hmm. just said this happened. It happened last night at this time and they haven't released the identities and we'll update you if anything else comes up. And it's just like, but there still is something when you read that there's a reaction that you have, there is something that hits your brain you might not notice it in, in, in like in the moment, but it's like when you see something violent <laughs> in your mm-hmm. community, you have like a little like micro reaction. Yeah. And what you said was a very specific, that is like a, a hyper specific, you know, if yeah. there was like a homicide and they don't know who the killer is, it's like any information sure. sort of stuff. If yeah, there's yeah, yeah. break-ins or like car burglaries and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like I think that, because I know that there were specifically a couple of weeks ago, there was an article about like a big uptick in Mill Creek specific burglary yeah. and, and, and all of that. Um, and I think that that can like serve as a reminder to like, you know, lock your doors for sure. You know, make yeah, sure yeah. your car is, is secure. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a reminder that a lot of people actually do need. I, when we lived in, uh, at, in, on Zenith, uh, my car got broken into once yeah. and it was just like shit. Oh, it, it didn't, didn't get broken into. It got yeah. opened. The door was opened because I wasn't they, Yeah, they just opened it. Yeah. yeah. Did they smoke cigarettes in yeah, your car too? Yeah, they fucking smoked cigarettes <laughs> in my car, dude. What that's, a, that's, like, that's like a different kind of insult. I someone, know. Someone steals like the change out of your cup holder or like, you know, uh, some, some gear out of there. That's one thing, but to smoke a cigarette in your car and just like, leave yeah, it. there was nothing, there was nothing stolen. Like my car yeah. was trashed. Like they took everything yeah. out of every like pocket and, and place yeah, that you could put it. things and it just reeked of cigarettes. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. That's like a, that's like insulting in a specific kind of way, know. you know, that cuts deep. Um, anyway, yeah. So I just I, I thought it was an interesting question to ask. Is like what? And and honestly, if if, if it was something like the example that I gave, where it was like a domestic dispute, and then it followed up, and the reporter was like, "Here's here are ways that you can diffuse things like this if they're mm-hmm. happening." And you're, you know, there, like there needs to be some kind of value to it instead of just these like little morphine drips of anxiety yeah. and despair. And it was kind of like what we talked we talked about a story earlier this year with the. Uh, uh, freeway signs and how they're like there's oh, been yeah. a million fatalities on utah roads yeah. this year and how that actually can like distract people and put them into this funk mm-hmm. and like make them drive shittier um and i was kind of thinking about that in the same way where it's just like why do we keep why do they keep throwing violence and crime yeah. at us and now now what you said is like if there's someone on the loose mm-hmm. if there's someone breaking into cars and they want people to have a specific reaction to take, you know, to take action against it, then I think that is, is, is very valuable, but yeah. maybe, maybe it's just the quality of reporting and some of these publications, you know, it could that, be. I'm, that I'm really 
judging. But anyway, that's that's it for serious shit. Let's talk about fun stuff. Now. Fun shit. Let's talk about fun shit. Welcome to fun. Uh, Red Butte. We talked about this last week. We weren't sure if they were going to come back. They announced this week that they're coming back. They are. And you got a membership, didn't you? I did, yeah. I saw they announced it, and I was like, I better snag that. Yeah. Is that what it is? Like, do you like going to the gardens at all, or do you just want to get the membership for the concerts? Well, it's, it's definitely twofold. Like, I, yeah. I got the membership because those shows are always sold out, like, yeah. before, they go, before they go to the public, usually. Mm-hmm. And so instead of paying, you know, whatever the price of the ticket is, I'm paying a bunch of more money on top of that on the mm-hmm. secondary market. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, also, <laughs> if there are no shows, there's a chance that there are no shows that I even want to go to. I yeah. do enjoy. I enjoy a little garden stroll, you know. Go have, yeah, go have a nice sure. time. So. And I guess you could scalp the tickets, too, if you... That's true. There's a lot of people that do that. That's a, that's not <laughs> a bad point. Maybe I'll just buy the most popular ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the way that that's going to break down is uh, garden membership deadline. So if you want to sign up for a garden membership and get that, get that pre-sale, the uh, deadline for that is June 15th. Then garden member-only sales for tickets go on sale June 21st, and then the rest of the tickets will go on sale to the public June 28th. And uh, since all these ticket sales are coming up quick, that means they're already they already they're already in talks with bands. Yeah. they're already getting things lined up, and it says uh, their lineup announcement will come early June. So uh, really excited for that, and we'll follow up on that when they announce that stuff. But for now, as we are one to do, we like to speculate on these types of things. We do. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to talk about uh, bands that we would like to see at Red Butte, with the caveat that it has to be a band that your parents approve of, because. There's no uh, nest for empty nesters like Red Butte Gardens. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah. Uh, this was pretty tough for me, honestly, because, and I mean, absolutely no offense to my parents, but yeah. they have never <laughs> been like the pinnacle of music taste. Yeah. Like my mom spent most of the 2010s just mm-hmm. like listening to Glee soundtracks, like yeah. covers of covers of acapella groups, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad just liked heavy metal, which doesn't yeah. really fit with like the Red Butte yeah. <laughs> vibe. Um, but... I did first just pick Phil Collins because I feel like Ooh. my parents probably liked Phil Collins. No, I like that. I know that they, they like, danced to Genesis at their wedding. So, like, nice. you know, we'll call it Phil Collins is, is my number one. That's very, us. very dad core. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it would be a great time. For sure. Would I would truly, I would love to see Phil Collins. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, so my first one, uh, Eddie Vedder. Okay. So not Pearl Jam. I think Pearl Jam is a bit of a big ask, mm-hmm. you know, especially for that venue. But like an Eddie Vedder acoustic set, mm-hmm. I think would be uh, like a perfect show for that. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of crying dads in the audience. Oh, certainly. My for second sure. one is definitely too big. Uh, probably like uh, I didn't think about how 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 big big that would be actually. Uh, uh-huh. I, just, I just picked Tim McGraw. Because I, I, especially for some reason, 2021 has been a real Tim McGraw year for me. I've just been listening to quite a bit of Tim McGraw. Really? I don't know why. <laughs> just, I'll just pop it on and be like, man, this is nice. So are you, are you well-versed in like Tim McGraw deep cuts by this point? Have you listened to all of his oh, albums? I've been well-versed in Tim McGraw deep cuts my whole life. That's yeah. what you get growing up. Uh, in Roy? With, <laughs> yeah, in Roy and just with country, country music fans for uh-huh. parents. Um, well, I'm glad that you kind of were reaching because I'm, I'm reaching a little bit here on my last two as well. I don't know if they would, I mean, they could probably, they would easily sell out Red Butte, but Red Butte's an easy sell anyway. Uh, Electric Light Orchestra. Oh yeah. 
I think that's like a great dad core band. You Absolutely. Know? And also really good. Like I love ELO. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like them a lot. So I think uh, them at Red Butte would be really cool. I think they're maybe a little bit higher than that. Like they could probably, they could probably play Vivint. That's know? what, that was my thought with Tim McGraw as well. I was like, oh fuck, Tim McGraw would sell out Vivint. Yeah. Especially if he does like one of the, I don't know, are him and Faith Hill still together? I think so. Yeah. They, they might did. be unbreakable. Yeah. They might be the ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, who's your last? Uh, the Bangles. That's a great pick. Yeah, the Bangles. Yeah. I think my mom likes the Bangles. That's I like, don't know, though. I just wanted to put the Bangles because I really like the Bangles. That's, a, that's, an ex- that's, that's like right up that line. Mm-hmm. Do they – did do the, the Bangles have – like do their band members have solo careers? I don't know. Um, I think so. I think at least one of them does. It's, yeah. Uh, I can't even remember who's in that band. No, no one I really recognize. Um, but – uh, a couple of years ago, I saw. Uh, now I'm now I'm spacing on her name. It's the girl from the Go Go's, uh, Belinda Carlisle. Mm. Yeah, so she played at Red Butte, and it's that same kind of thing where it's like, uh, she's gonna do some Go Go's covers. I mean, that she probably wrote those songs, you know. Yeah. But like she's she's just doing solo, um, and then you get like her her good like uh, solo songs heaven is a place on earth yeah yeah that was that was a pleasure to see live that is an absolute Um, banger yeah so it's like right up that i think that's more uh mom core than dad Mm -hmm. core but uh yeah bangles i think is a great great pick um so my last one i think is really reaching because this dude could sell out vivant for a weekend uh jimmy buffett which oh yeah i just have to say because (laughs) for my own dad yeah um probably the most dad core act of all time i think though if if like the Jimmy Buffett at Red Butte might be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like that alcohol poisoning yeah. left and right. It would be like the middle-aged version of the Rage Against the Machine show in Spanish <laughs> Fort where like the cops get called yeah. and there's like riots and stuff. <laughs> and then the next morning they have to bring in like the fire department to hose all the puke and margarita mix off of the v- venue. <laughs> yep. It would be in- insanity. But um, yeah, I, so I had to throw that one in for my That'd dad. That'd be a great one. Dad, yeah. Um, Really I'm surprised you didn't put heart. Heart crossed my mind. Heart would yeah, be a good one. Uh, or just, um, you know, uh, I, I get the the sisters mixed up. There's Nancy Wilson, who I think is the guitarist. Mm-hmm. And I can't even remember the other Wilson. You're going name. way deeper into heart than I ever have. So I love heart, dude. Heart's the Big shit. Big fan of heart as well. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know their names. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm dumb. I type in heart and it just like comes <laughs> up with like... <laughs> Like health health websites. Ann Wilson, that's her name. Yeah, Ann Wilson's a singer. Yeah, even just like an Ann Wilson solo show yeah. would be like huge. Um, and I think they have done stuff like that in the past. Or no, no, they. I think that they're kind of like USANA residents, mm. you know. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know why anyone who play, would play USANA once would want to go back <laughs> to oh, playing know, that. Unless, get shined in the... Yeah, in the face by the by the sun all all, yeah. all performance long. Yeah, Oof. it's it's brutal. Um, so yeah, we're excited for Redview to come back. Hopefully, we get to see some dadcore bands this year. Um, and uh, kind of staying on the subject of you know Utah traditions coming back, um, I wanted to talk about maybe some other Utah traditions you'd like to see come back this yeah. year. Yeah, got any that you that you're hoping they announce soon? Well, a couple of the ones that I, I saw you write down, I was mm-hmm. I was definitely Jones in for specifically Oktoberfest. Yes. One of one of one of my favorite times of year. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a solid it, pastime. It really lasts like 
for almost a season, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, yeah. you can go up there and it's like end of summer and then go up two weeks later. It's like, oh, it's beautiful autumn time. Yeah, yeah. And two weeks later, there's snow. Yeah, you can usually get the first snow mm -hmm. like up at Oktoberfest. And those those times are fun too. Yeah. Like, you know, having having a beer keeps you warm. Yeah, and if they if they announce it and it comes back, I'll just have to get a hotel room. I think so. I'll just go hard. For sure, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll drink so many <laughs> mugs of yeah. pumpkin beer with whipped yeah. cream on it. That's my favorite. Yeah, shout it's out so to Logan good. Arnold. You know why. Yeah, Logan. <laughs> um, disgusting man. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody got that, but it's good. We can't, we can't wreck his good name. I on literally have <laughs> written it down here, yeah, but I said what? a friend who will remain unnamed did this. and I Okay, just, but now I exposed him, so we you, can't say yeah, what it was. Okay, we better, we're just going to keep it quiet. Um, <laughs> it wasn't illegal. No, it wasn't illegal, and it wasn't weird or anything. It yeah. was just uh, it was gross. Uh, anyway, uh, for me, so yeah, Oktoberfest. Obviously, I'm, I'm really excited for that to come back, and I'm, I mean, I don't even know why it wouldn't come back this year. No. I feel like it's just a matter of time before they announce that. Uh, the Utah Symphony Film Screenings. Yeah, that's something I've been missing, and I actually meant to check the website before we got onto the podcast. I forgot to to make sure they aren't. Make sure that or they, they didn't. Yeah, uh, actually announce it. Uh, but it does. But I remember they did announce stuff for their 2021 season. But I don't know if the film screen film screenings were back on. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like those those film screenings, like the best one that I ever went to was uh, Home Alone. Oh, that like, sounds fun with the John Williams yeah. score. So if you don't know what it is, it's the Utah Symphony Orchestra. They uh, over at a, a Brevena Hall, they'll put up a big movie screen on the stage and then the orchestra will perform the score live with the, the movie and they'll keep the movie um, dialogue up and everything. So you can actually watch the movie, but then they're, they're performing the score. So we saw, uh, you know, home alone. we went and saw uh, high noon, really old cowboy. Oh, very movie. nice. I took my grandma to that one. She had a blast. That's awesome. Um, and uh, Harry Potter they've done before Star Wars. Um, that's the only thing I wish they would get a little more esoteric as someone who is like obsessed with film scores. Mm -hmm. It's always just yeah. John Williams. Yeah. Stuff. It's like John Williams always. Yeah. Uh, even Red Butte one one uh, show at Red Butte in the past was just a John Williams tribute night. Yeah. Like that the orchestra did, which is really cool. And I really liked it, but um, yeah, He's they, great, play, but they, like, they play it safe. Even if, even if you went so wild as to just do like some Hans Zimmer stuff, like that's not Dude, even asking much because he's very, yeah. he's very much in the mainstream as well. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you might, might, might kill the tuba players from just <laughs> bomb. <laughs> yeah. If they did like the inception soundtrack or something. Just so you do know the symphony, con the film concerts are, are live and happening. Did you find them? Yeah. Any announcements on which ones they're doing? Well, they are doing home alone. Oh, nice. I'll let you guess, and I bet you could guess. So they're, okay, they have four okay, different franchises yeah. listed. Let's see if you can guess them. And Home Alone is one. So they're, they're these each each one, they're like parts of franchises. Mm -hmm. it's Harry Potter one? Yep. Um, Star Wars? Yep. The last one I feel like is kind of out of left field. Okay. Um, let me see. So Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Home Alone are all John Williams. So again, yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Just reaffirmed uh, our, our issue with this. Okay. Um, is it John Williams again? I'm going to look it up really quickly. This is great podcasting. Um, People no, are finding out live with us. It's I not don't, John Williams. I so don't it's believe not, so. So it's not Indiana Jones. No, it's not Indiana Jones. Um, but it is a franchise. Yes. It's it, not one that has had any movies made within the last 25 years. Oh, so it's an old franchise. Yeah. Uh, um, 25 years? Dang. 
ish. I don't know when the last one came out. Oh shit. I don't know. I like the only one that keeps coming to my head is the matrix, but I'm like, what? I don't think this, <laughs> that, that score is like one that the, no, yeah. it's, it's back to the future. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, Alan Silvestri, I yeah. think. Yeah. Who yeah. does like the Avengers now and stuff. That, that would right. be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want, I want, I want like them to do like, I, I guess maybe it would be tough because it's not orchestral. Maybe yeah. that's part of it too. It's like, I'm like, what are they going to do? You know, Trent Reznor and Atticus yeah. Ross, but a lot of their <laughs> shit is like nine inch nails stuff. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Or, uh, Johnny Greenwood, you know, like mm-hmm. his, like if they did, there will be blood. I would like oh, lose Jesus. my yeah. mind, <laughs> but, yeah. um, yeah. So I guess they got to appeal to families and stuff like that. Whatever. That's fine. Um, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> no, don't, no, not, don't. I, I love you. Uh, Utah symphony orchestra. No, I'll, the families I was saying. Oh yeah. Fuck the families for sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah. And then I guess the other thing that I, I mentioned on here that I would like to see come back this year is, I don't know if you ever went to the snow basin blues, brews and oh, barbecues. I've never gone up. No. Really fun. It's yeah. an extremely dad core event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's actually one of the like staples of like, Oh, I'm going to go up and hang out with my dad. Like mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to go to that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really fun. I think they could kind of, I mean, no, no, uh, no, no diss on the, uh, the acts that have performed there in the past. And they do, I think they do hire some local people mm-hmm. on there sometimes but that could be a really cool event if they booked it out the right way yeah there's um, been i yeah. think in the history of that place there's been like one band that i wanted to see and it was blitz and trapper which oh, is like right. a pretty yeah. obscure band so yeah yeah those, yeah it's like a weird they, they book that i don't know who's like responsible for booking that or mm-hmm. if it like snow basin just handles it all by themselves or what goes on with that but um but it's still a, a really fun really fun thing to do so you yeah. just go up there and basically get drunk on a ski resort um, just like Oktoberfest. Exactly. It's a rite of passage for us Utahns. Um, okay, let's finish off some uh, just uh, food suggestions. All right. So I don't know if you have any from this past week. I For some reason, I was just like, I got to tell people about this. Because uh-huh. I, I experienced two new eateries. This I week. haven't had any new eateries, but I've, no? I'll but, but give you still the same got a suggestion. old suggestion. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you do yours first, and then I'll... I'll I'll go into mine. I have heard tell that my suggestion made its way into your household. Uh, on Saturday, I was feeling quite allergic, and mm-hmm. I, I was quite stuffed up. Yeah. Um, and Annie had the idea to get cow soy from Thai Kitchen. Nice. And uh, so yes. we ordered some Thai Kitchen down down in South Salt Lake. and Pretty good. Quite delicious. Yeah, yeah dude. Thai it Kitchen. Was, it was delicious. I don't yeah. know if you've had cow soy specifically, mm-hmm. but it is it's uh I, I have not i don't have to try it but uh yeah thai food is a staple in our our household and there were like there's a lot of places that we'd like to go to but they're not quite consistent yeah like, you know there's there's a, a place that we used to go to by our our, our house that i want i want to call out or anything like that but <laughs> like their curry the consistency of it would be like sometimes it would be thick and sometimes it'd be watery oh, interesting and it's like why they don't have that nailed down you yeah. know thai kitchen though like ever since they opened they're, they're somewhat new i think they're only like it used to be like Zab Noodles or something mm. like that. But it's on 33rd South, just off of State Street, like right across from uh, the Century 16 Theater. Yeah. And that Thai place is bomb. So yeah. if you're like looking for Thai food, very consistent, really nice people that work there. Um, yeah, really, really good food. Try the uh, curry dumplings. They're insane. Um, so uh, I'm a devoted, a devoted fan of Grove Market. Have you ever yep. been there? Yep. So Grove Market, just a tiny little deli that's been there forever. Like, I, I remember go, my dad used to take me there when I was, like, little, and it was, like, his college place. Mm-hmm. That was the place he would get, like, sandwiches, and they make these gigantic ambassador roll sandwiches um, out of their deli. 
And I was, I mentioned it to someone at work and then they were like, well, have you been to town and country market? And I was like, uh, uh-uh. I've never even heard of it. It's a mouthful. Town and country market. Yeah. And it's just down the street from Grove market. So oh, really? <laughs> main street, downtown Salt Lake, about just past 27th South. So between like 27th and 30th South mm-hmm. or 33rd South. Um, and, uh, it's just this tiny, it looks like an old gas station. Yeah. And they actually, do you remember that campaign that Bud Rise, Budweiser ran with like make Utah the state beer? Yes. And they had that Jed character. Mm-hmm. So that store that they filmed in, that commercial, was that town and country market. Oh. So like it's wow. this tiny little store. And so I went there and it looks like it, like it, they have the pure vernal honey uh-huh. sign out front and everything. And uh, yeah, there's just like, they just, they have this like counter and you just go up there and you, tell them what you want, and they're just slinging sandwiches all day. I love it. And it's, like, pretty basic white bread, like, sandwiches, but they're so good. Like it's I like, love ba- – don't yeah. fuck too much with a sandwich. Yeah, right? It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. Um, so uh, big shout-out to Town Country Market. They make good sandwiches. I'm always on the hunt for, like, a really, really good you – know, just basic-ass deli mm-hmm. sandwich. Um, but the, the, the real heavy hitter this week, the one that I was really shocked by, uh, this I, I, I found this place yesterday – and it's not, I don't think it's like a, a, a hidden secret or anything. They've mm-hmm. been in business for about a year now. But there's this little Venezuelan cafe downtown called Arempas. Mm-hmm. I guess if you were trying not to sound too white, it'd be Arempas. 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 Uh, it's this, yeah, this little Venezuelan cafe that's been downtown for about a year. I, I don't know why, I just kind of missed them. But yesterday I was like looking for something to eat. I didn't want to get in my car, so I wanted to like walk somewhere downtown. Yeah. Found that place. It's essentially right next to the pie hole. Oh, yeah. Um. And I went over there, and uh, they were like, "We well, yeah, we got empanadas. Mm-hmm. They got Venezuelan, like, sandwiches. Uh, and so I was like, okay, let's get some empanadas. And I was like, empanadas aren't too big. We'll get two of them. Yeah. And ordered two, and they're huge. Like, they're gigantic. <laughs> like, I only needed one. And they're, like, 4 to $6 each. So it's like you have a basically, like, a whole meal for, like, not much. That's and your it, meal prep for the week? You yeah, just cut, I just cut go, up. Yeah, I could buy, like, 10 <laughs> empanadas and just freeze them. Uh, yeah, so I bought this like empanada. It had like uh, black beans, cheese, plantains, and like shredded beef. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like it was ins- it was so insane that I had to. I started texting people. <laughs> I was like, "This is so good! You have to try this." And uh, because they're usually empanadas are made with uh, like dough and mm-hmm. they're baked. Um, but Venezuelan empanadas. I don't know if this is something that's like specific to Venezuela or it's just how they do it. Yeah. But their empanadas are made with corn flour and deep fried. Oh, so they're like really crispy and they're also gluten free because it's just corn flour. Yeah. And so I have a gluten intolerant partner. I had to hit her up immediately and I'm like, these are gluten free. You got to try them. I saved half, took it to her. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, I was just sitting there watching her. I was like, you got to eat this. You got to eat this. <laughs> I heated it up. She like took it back. She's like, holy shit. Nice. <laughs> like, how do we not know about this place? And it, it we, we were so baffled by how good this little empanada spot was. That we, I got a gift card this week mm-hmm. from a coworker. They gave me a gift card to Market Street Grill, you know, mm-hmm. nice fancy restaurant, yep. seafood and stuff like that. And we were planning on going to Market Street Grill on Saturday for like a little date night. Yeah. But now we're like, screw Market Street Grill. We're going <laughs> back to the empanada spot. So if you're looking for good, uh, like, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone like actively seeks out Venezuelan food. But, but you, you should. Know, Hispanic, you know, Latino food. Yeah. Uh, check out Arempas downtown really 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 good hell yeah well uh you know good food suggestions seems like a good place to end this thing so uh thanks uh to everyone who uh listened to us ramble on about this weird ass state uh for the last hour we'll be back next week and in the meantime if you know anyone that might like the show share it with them 
leave us a nice message in the comments or a mean message. You know, we'll read anything you leave us yeah. in the YouTube comments. Also, I'm, a, I'm sorry for getting the YouTube video out so late last week. I, uh, I, I feel like I should explain myself real quick <laughs> because I was embarrassed. Like, I, I, I uploaded the video before going to work Friday mm -hmm. morning, got it uploading. And then uh, the night before that, I had a Windows update on my, my desktop. Yeah. And I'm assuming this is the problem. I haven't really dug into it. But if my computer stays idle, my desktop stays idle for like more than an hour, it'll just shut down. Yeah. And so the upload didn't finish and it shut down. And then come Monday, I was like, man, we're not like. We're I not I getting usually get, those clicks. Yeah, we're not getting clicks or anything <laughs> like that. And then I log into the YouTube and it's like upload fail. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I uploaded it so late. I will make sure that it's up on time uh, this time. I mean. Obviously, if you're watching it right now, then you know that I got it up all the time. Or maybe I didn't. I don't know. Good job. But anyway, I apologize for that. Uh, so thank you for your patience, and we'll see you next week. Later. Later.